You guys ever think about contact lenses? I, I can't wear them. Is it like a, a religious condition. thing? No, I have a medical condition. I can't wear them. Can I pretend it's a religious thing? Yes. What's your medical condition? You got got glaucoma? You're not going to believe me because I don't <clears throat> remember the name of it. Well, that's why I don't believe you. But but I can't. I genuinely can't wear them. S- your eyes are like misshapen? <laughs> no. What's they're, the deal? You got like triangle They're square eyes? like everyone else's. <laughs> Straight from the straight red plex. Yes. It is season two. Yes. Episode one. I am your host, Jeff Ross, and with me, as always, a man who once claimed that he could live off of only hot ham water, (laughs) Alex Kibler. Alex. (laughs) What? Well, you boil it. You boil it. You boil it, and the protein, like, sinks to the bottom. And then you take a spoon and... Yeah, tell us. You, you eat it like it's like a sherbet. A fine pork sherbet. <laughs> oh, we're that off and flying! Season two. Season two, episode one. Uh, Hot ham water. Have you been like saving that the whole off season? Like I gotta get, I got this great ham water joke. Didn't play with my new comedy show that I'm in. Oh but boy! You know who ham water's great for? Oh. Alex S. Kibler. Alex S. Kibler. <laughs> Hot ham water. Hot ham water. Can't. You heard it here first, guys. Oh man, why don't we just end the show there? Wait, ham water like that ham was packed in? Is that what you're saying? Explain. I'm leaving it up to you. You're the one who said you could live off of it. You know that, like, depending on how much water is added, like, the ham is labeled differently. Like, sometimes it'll say, like, ham with water product added, and then sometimes it'll say ham in natural juices, and those are all different amounts of water. Right? <laughs> Let's go with natural juices, because that sounds gross. I got Alex in the Periscope. Yeah. Stop! Hashtag Warren just, Alex. I'm uh, bringing it back. Yeah, okay. Well, it's season two. We made it. Oh, we made it. The off season is finally over. I can talk to you. You're in the straight red plex. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the first time I'm in here. three months, bro. Yeah, I moved. Yeah, and now you're back for a day. Yeah, one night s- only. It's <laughs> an extended yeah, weekend. Next week is Skype again. It's cool. Back to Skype. My cap is stupid. Thank you for saying that on the Periscope. Uh, but yeah, man. So, like, you're in Portland now where it snows. It's snowing here in New York. It is, but like it snows more in Portland, right? I'm assuming so. What what has surprised you about Portland? How quiet it is. It is shockingly quiet. It is well, is it shockingly quiet in Portland or is it just so shockingly quiet in relation to New York City? Oh, probably the latter. Yeah. New York is unbelievably loud. It is. It, all things are loud all the time in New York. It's terrible. It never ends. No, it, it doesn't. It never ends. Just a constant din. Cacophony, yes. Oh, you go to Portland, it's like nighttime. You can hear yourself breathing. It's crazy. I haven't heard myself breathing in four years. (laughs) (laughs) See a doctor. (laughs) Go to a doctor. Yeah, yeah, I probably should do that. Oh, so the season ended. It did. Portland won. They did. did. We had that show. The other Portland won. 
The lesser yeah. Portland one. Oh, wow. Starting that already. I remember the person who told us that Portland was named after Portland? Yeah, but I don't remember which one was named after the other one. Oregon named after Maine. That would make sense, because Maine is on the, the east side, where the first people were. <laughs> the pride of Virginia Tech, <laughs> Alex Kibler. I did not study history. <laughs> Blacksburg's finest, Alex Kibler, who only needs hot ham water. Oh, hot ham water. Now, the season ended Yeah. while we were busy not paying attention. It did, and then yeah. we had all of these plans of all these other projects we were going to do in the off season. Yeah, didn't do a damn no, one. of them. We did nothing. Did none of them. We are going to do some of them this this season though. Allegedly. I, we are going to get merch. I want I want to monetize the crap out of this venture. <laughs> all right, we're sellouts times a thousand. No, um, but yeah. So you know, I um, I do think that we could take this show from sort of. The upper echelon of terrible to sort of the the middle tier of bad. What a grotesque ambition you have! <laughs> I think it's attainable. I, Go I don't from know. Terrible to bad? No. Listen, we were already. I'm replacing you with Dixie. We Surprise! Were at the top edge of terrible. Right. We, we need more confidence here. I'm going to replace you with someone else who has more confidence. Like your well. dog. <laughs> he has a lot of self-confidence, actually. He's very, he's naked all the time. Yeah, that takes a lot of self-confidence. you got to be very comfortable with your body. <laughs> yes. Walk around naked. So we're in off-season time. We are. Crazy season, off-season, trade season. A lot of trades happened. Yes. A lot of moving and shaking, a lot of cuts. I mean, that's the nature of the, of the league. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have enough time on this no. season. To episode one, to go through all of the changes, especially considering there's going to be more. Right, and here's the thing: there are some big ones that we're going to talk about um, in this in this episode. There's some that um, we'll probably get to in future episodes, even though they've Maybe. already happened. Um, you know, there's we've some... already made the future episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're recording them all in a row right now. So when he goes back, it's you know pre-recorded. Yeah, then we'll yeah. have like the so in my favorite team. Seattle Sounders <laughs> wait, wait. won their game against Portland Timbers. So wait, is a machine no. interrupting? Yeah, we're dubbing it. But like with that the robot like a robot voice. That's what it, well, yeah. I mean, that's what they're for, robots. No comment. <laughs> Got no comment on that whatsoever. Yeah. Oh my God. But there were a lot of changes that happened. Yeah. And, and there's some young more blood. Some young blood coming in. Super draft was like three days ago. The MLS Super Draft. Yeah, man. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, does not yet have a corporate sponsor. <laughs> no, which is amazing considering... Everything else does. Everything else in MLS has gained a corporate sponsor in the last year. I don't think the Super Draft has... It's not like the Audi Super Draft. Yeah. We need the Audi or the Quattro... Vo- or the Volkswagen TDI Diesel mm-hmm. Super Draft. <laughs> right. Yes. I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it's there. So, you were going to go... But then you wimped out. I wimped out, yes. You wimped out because Baltimore I remember when I was an age where like is too hardcore for having me. a drink having a day of solid drinking after not a lot of sleep sounded like a good time and not like hell. Yeah, you weren't in your thirties. Right, yeah. I'm a thirty year old man. That's what gets you. I can't I can't do it. You can't that. do it anymore. No. The well, you you understand. They say this. go hard or go home. I went home. You went home. You went home. <laughs> You went home. That's what it's like. Yeah. When you turn 30. Yeah. For those of you who listen to this show and are not, 
Yeah. You still want to be able to do these things. Yeah. But you know you can. No. You know it. Because there's already been an incident. You tried it, and it did oh, not you, turn out well. You had a, a failed experiment at some point. Absolutely. You're like, can I still do this as You're a 2930? Like, yeah, like, yeah, no. I feel like I can. No, no, my friend. You, you'll lose a whole additional day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you were 23, you'd lose, like, an hour of the other day. Now yeah. you're 32. The whole day shot. So, so yeah. You didn't, you didn't go. I didn't but go. But the Super Draft is one of 75 ways... For an MLS it team is. to acquire a player. Yes. And and I think we, we <laughs> saw several of those ways happen in the acquisition of Jack Harrison by New York City FC. What a complicated... Unless you weren't paying attention. Essentially what happened was he was drafted by Chicago Fire. Shortly before that, he was approached by... Uh, Chicago Fire's front office was approached by NYC FC. Uh, and they basically offered allocation money in exchange for Jack Harrison and the number four draft pick. You know, Chicago took many players uh, in this draft. They were certainly wheeling and dealing. Um, you know, so it, it, the thing is, like, Chicago, I think, still has a bitter taste in their mouth from the whole Didier Drogba debacle. It was but a at debacle. the same time, they've offloaded Mike McGee. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. Yes. Um, they've, they've offloaded Michael McGee. They, they, they're trying to go younger. They're trying to free up some cap space. They have some really great youth talent, obviously, in, in the form of a Harrison Ship being first and foremost on that list. Right. Um, so why not? You know, NYCFC has been pursuing Jack Harrison for weeks now. They they put the most hilarious homegrown. It was so bizarre. <laughs> this is like they had nothing so to do with his development at all. No, they <laughs> and didn't like, exist. Oh, homegrown. We Jack made this player <laughs> Jack Harrison. We've always we've been yeah. We've always ranked that player real hard. Real making high. it up. I don't know. But here's the question. This, this question was raised by Taylor Twellman on the broadcast once it was actually announced that Harrison was – for a moment there, Harrison was sort of in limbo, and it was 30 minutes since the trade happened before he knew he was going to NYCFC. Um, what does this mean for U.S. men's national team or mixed disc group? Do, do you think that – do you think that he might be on the move considering what the midfield for that team now looks like? I don't think he is on the move. But where does he play then? Well, a lot of people are I, – I, I understand why people are rating uh, Harrison highly. I understand that. I still don't believe he's starting. Not I'm not right saying now. he's starting. But what I'm saying is when you have a mid you, – you have players in this attacking side of – you know the not just the quality, but the monetary investment of an Andrea Pirlo, a Frank Lampard, uh, David Villa, pa- uh, Patrick Mullins, mixed discrude, Tommy McNamara, Kyrie Shelton, Quadwo Poku. You cannot play all those players at the same time. You can't. And now you have like- Jack Harrison. And here's the thing. Mixed Discrude in the formations that NYCFC was running towards the end of the year was playing out wide, which is not his natural space. You now have Kyrie Shelton, Tommy McNamara, and Jack Harrison, who are all very comfortable playing out wide. They're true wide midfielders that have pace to truly play that way. All right, a couple of things. One, you have a new coach. Yes. Patrick Vieira, we haven't seen what he does. True. So we don't we don't point into what happened late last season. It's like that could be a formation that's thrown into the garbage. Yes. Two, if I'm cutting somebody, I'm going to cut, like, uh, Medi Bellucci or somebody like that. Like, I'm going to get rid of somebody who I'm not even playing that much anyway. Yeah. Who's already, what, like 32? Yeah. He's not a young man. Get rid of him. Is Jacobson still on this team? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'd, I'd cut him. 
<laughs> but uh, players like that, players who I'm not really giving minutes to, who are technically midfielders. Well, they got rid of Grabovoy, they got rid of Alvarez, they got rid of Kaye, Sebastian Velasquez. So, I mean, you, you, you've cleared up some, some room there. Um, I, I still don't know... I guess are you are you saying that maybe you see Jack Harrison fulfilling like Frank Lampard's role when Frank is gone next year, and you sort of try to bring him along this year on the I, bench? I, I really think that you're going to see Jack Harrison go on loan to a USL team. I think, Not the whole uh, season, but for like half of the season. I really do. I I'm not convinced he's not too good of a value. My thing is, Mix Discrew, despite the fact that he had a disappointing season last year. You could still sell high on mixed discarude. You could sell him, but I don't think NYCFC wants to. If you if you sell him and you get a stud center back, you sell him all day every day. I don't do you really think they're gonna do that? Like no, honest, but I think they should. Honestly, do you think they're gonna do that? No, but I think they should. Right, but they're not going to. We all know that's not gonna happen. If they could get here's the thing. If they could get a US men's national team center back, I think they would do it. Oh, if they could get uh, uh John Brooks. Yeah, if you get, well, if you get John Brooks, I'd sell a lot. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, because he can attack too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I would sell a lot for John Brooks. You're not going to get John Brooks. You're not going to pay what you need to pay. No, you can't. But they, you they, know, they specifically can't. Yeah, they don't have. There's the rules that you can't. Yeah, they don't have the money. Um, but yeah, money. so so the, the the big rigor on that with Jack Harrison going to NYCFC was certainly the talking point of the day. But I would sell it also. Philly decided they're like, you know what? Let's get a bunch of dudes. Some dudes who played together before uh, in the form of Josh Yarrow and Keegan Rosenberry um, at Georgetown. So they – Philly cleaned house. That's one way to put it. Phil, let me just count here. Philadelphia released or declined options. On a million Or players. traded – let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 players. 17 players. Left the Philadelphia Union organization either through declined options, trades both to Houston and YCFC, Colorado, and the Cosmos. Um, so there's a lot of players that came out. Yes, they brought in Chris Pontius, who is obviously the biggest um, sort of brand name signing that they brought in. But you got two stud defenders. Josh Yarrow is probably going to start. You know, yeah, I say yes. my Jack Harrison yes, is. is not. Josh Yarrow probably will. Josh Yarrow's going to start, yeah. Probably will. And don't sleep on Walter Restrepo from uh, the Cosmos. Yeah. He was great for the Cosmos. I think he's going to be good for Philly. I think he is, too. The thing with, the, with like a Josh Yarrow, a lot of NYCFC clamor, and a lot of other teams who had difficulty keeping goals out of the net, like a Toronto FC, they were all sort of... He was on a lot of lists. Philly didn't have as big of a goal allowance problem as some of these other teams that I just mentioned, but... When you have a young core now at Philly that's going to surround Chris Pontius, you need to make sure that you're not losing games 3-2. to two. You know what I mean? You're going to be doing well to score two goals a game, I think, if you're Philly, considering you gave up a lot of your forwards. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Let me say this about Philly. Yeah. Philly has phenomenal fans. They do. They it's have been... some of the best fans in MLS. Great fans who, for whatever reason, also listen to this podcast. Yeah. Good for them. Cheers. Uh, I, I don't know why. It's them in Orlando. I don't know why we have support there, but great. They have been a poorly run organization for a long time. They really have. But in the off season, they got themselves a proper GM. Yes. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. I'm not making my preseason predictions yet. I've got to see the preseason tournaments. 
I gotta I gotta see what people really look like. You gotta see these pe- players in action. Yeah. But Philly Union, I'm keeping a very close eye on. They mm-hmm. basically got rid of their whole team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they got rid of everybody. This is gonna be a new look team. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Well, for them, it's not. The team they had wasn't getting it done. And we've talked about culture a lot on the show in the past. Um, it's hard not to have an accepted culture of losing if you're the front office in the locker room of the Philadelphia Union. It's just simply been the the world that you've lived in. It, for, for so long. For a long time. A long, long time. time. So... It's it's nice to see them decide, you know what, this youth movement, I think it can work. And in MLS, because of all the weird rules that exist, yeah. there's a lot of them. The biggest advantage an individual club can have is from within their own academy and also from the draft. And that's that's where you can really get ahead. When you're Philadelphia and you can't spend like the New York teams can spend. Right. Or L.A. can spend or Seattle can spend. You've got to find value elsewhere. And value is going to come from youth in your academy. Philly actually has a really good academy yes. system. Um, they now have their own USL team. That's going to be huge. If you're an MLS team and you don't have a USL team, I don't understand what your plan is. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. it. It's the way of the future in terms of bringing talent into the league that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. You've got to, you've got to do it. You've got to get these guys minutes. Yeah. You've got to get them minutes. Um, and just being able to do, to do a partnership and send, like, three players, that's not good enough. Right. You need the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly has this potential for greatness. Oh, and you they saw really it. really do. Well, I was going to say, you saw it in flashes last year, but that entire team's gone, so I'm not sure what that's good yeah, for. Yeah, but... the team's gone. The team's gone. <laughs> but there could be something <sighs> there. I'm not making any calls yet. I'm not making any predictions yet. It's way too early. Yeah. But they've caught my attention. I'll put it that way. I think, you know, the East, I think, is going to be dramatically improved next season. Uh, The East was sort of the joke of Mm -hmm. MLS, certainly compared to the West last season. I don't think you're going to—I think that you're going to see both Orlando City and NYCFC make strides out of their first Mm -hmm. seasons. Um, I think it's going to be a lot slower start for NYCFC because there's— Players learning a new system, learning a new coach, um, but I expect I expect Orlando to hit the ground running, uh, and I think eventually I think NYCFC could be potent. Now, are they going to be on the level of some of the other teams in the league? No, uh, I don't think either team is. I think I think NYCFC they're a center back or two and a target forward away from being really good. Um, but they don't have those pieces right now. On the topic of Orlando, yeah, a lot of front office movement there. Yeah, a lot yeah. of front office movement. Last year, one of my concerns for the season with Orlando specifically was they put like a lot of USL guys in the front office, and I had a lot of concerns about like, are are they ready? Like, can they do this? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying this confirms that they can't, because it could be even ownership is the issue. But it is interesting to me that the kind of shakeup they're having is front office related, like front office yeah, personnel. Yeah, that's odd after a first season. In... And from the outside looking in, a successful first season. Yeah, I think so. But seeing a lot of front office movement there is interesting. Again, too early. I still need the preseason tournaments. I need these other things. Yeah. But I wonder. I wonder. NYCFC, I also have to see them play. It's a new coach. 
that by itself, it's like, I need to see what this is. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that I feel like Jason Christ, um, yes, he's a smart guy. But I don't think that he had the pieces to implement the style of play that he wanted to have mm-hmm. at NYCFC. Um, I, uh, I wonder how malleable Patrick Vieira is going to be um, in sort of crafting that lineup around the talent that he has. Because there are some weird fitting pieces there. They always had well last season. They had this patchwork roster, yeah, which a lot of expansion teams have just because of how expansion works. That's why I still think they shouldn't have gotten rid of Jason Christ, who, by the way, they're still paying. Yeah, you guys know that he's still on the books, <laughs> which is ridiculous mm-hmm. to me. I mean, it's great for him, but that's what happens when you do a guaranteed contract, which makes Lane why he's not in any particular hurry. Anyway. I just want to see what this team looks like now where they're starting to have they starting to understand what they need to have player wise and what they're going to look like come uh I'd say February. I'm going to give until then. Mm-hmm. I want to I, they need to show more. They do. Yes. Than they've shown in the past. Fans are going to still show up. I still think the City Faithful are going to show up for a season 2. I hope so. But after that I mean, it, it's still New York. Like, yeah, you got to yeah, do some you stuff. Gotta, you got to deliver. You got to win. You're not the Knicks. You're not just going to show up. Yeah. and, and The Knicks know, are terrible, folks. There's been a lot of talk about sort of building the team to replace, you know, the big three names. And sort of how the assumption is that they're going to bring in other aging stars. My, my take on that is not at the expense of winning. And what I mean when I say that is I genuinely thought that the City Football Group thought that they could win if they brought in those three players. I thought I they think did. they I think they were like, we're gonna they tear did. the league apart with Pirlo Lampard and Via. They thought they were gonna win. Yes. And I obviously, as we all saw, it didn't play out that way. Um, you know, and Jason Cross lost Jason Christ, pardon me, lost his job. So I think I think they're gonna be a little bit more geared towards on field. Versus namesake, um, you might see a few 31, 32-year-old guys instead of the 36, 37-year-old guys. So we'll have to see how that plays out. So you still got a chance. We got a chance. No you, specifically. Oh, yeah. I can play. I'm Lace 30. I'm only 30, bro. You're only young. Only 30. I'm a young man. I'm a young gentleman. Speaking of old gentlemen. Oh, well, yeah. He's like really old. He's like 45. Drogba. Maybe retiring. Maybe continuing playing, <laughs> maybe plays for Chelsea. It's all or very coaches strange. Chelsea. It's all very strange. Yeah, I don't. Alex, I, can you break it down just to get us up to no, date? No, I don't understand it. I have to. I have to understand it to break it down. Um. So Didier Drogba is signed through next season with the Montreal Impact. Mm-hmm. Um. There has been a lot of smoke surrounding the fact that he might not be present for next season with the impact. There's been a lot of rumors around him either returning to Chelsea to play, mm-hmm. uh, him returning to Chelsea to coach. Um, <clears throat> now, as per FIFA regulations, Chelsea would have to compensate Montreal Impact significantly yes. if this were to happen. I, I don't know the nuances of how those funds would then be allowed to be used mm-hmm. by 
the Montreal impact in terms of roster building. Um, but it's an interesting thought process. If you let's say you get three, four million dollars from Chelsea for Didier Drogba, um, if it's in the form of a transfer, those are funds that you can spend. Um, because if he were to go and then be a coach, I'm not quite sure how that would play out. I don't think it really matters what he does afterwards. The problem here is because Chelsea was talking about it, you could make a tampering claim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you could say that you have unduly influenced our player who is under contract to go do whatever. So if, if Drogba wants to go, he'll get to leave. Yeah. You don't want to hold on to a player like that, right? You don't want to hold on to that salary if he's not going to be productive. You'd let him go. I believe that goes to allocation money. Yeah, I think it does. I think that's what happens. Which means you can spend that on whatever you want. Yeah. Which is good for them. I would rather see Drogba play. I would too. I, I think he's done so much for that fan base. Um, he he has single-handedly won them games. Which oh, yeah. The, I think it's he and maybe Sebastian Javinko are the only two players that I would give that label to that they've single-handedly won games for Absolutely. their team last season. Um, you know, so he's of that level. You know, he... He puts people in the stadium, which is he great. He absolutely does. You know, Montreal, absolutely Montreal had tremendous attendance for the CONCACAF Champions League. And they had up and down attendance, I would say, for the MLS regular season. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough sell in that market, I would assume. But having today Drogba cannot hurt your cause. They sold out every game he was in. Yeah. And, and so from that perspective, you would hope that you would get a lot of money from Chelsea because you want to put someone else exciting in there if you can't have Didier Drogba. You would want that, absolutely. I do understand why this is appealing to Drogba, especially if it's a coaching yeah. deal with Chelsea. He's a Chelsea guy. That's the thing to keep is. in mind. He's a, he, he's, yes. He spent such a long time with that club. He He considers himself a Chelsea player. It was like when... Arsenal called back for Thierry Henry. Yeah, exactly. For like it was a brief loan, but of course he would go. He's an Arsenal guy. He's an Arsenal guy. When it's all said and done. If Arsenal wants him to coach, he'd coach. Tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't think he even would want to coach no, in general. Unless it was the Gunners. He would absolutely show for Arsenal. So Drogba showing up for Chelsea for coaching, he he would absolutely do it. W- whatever level they wanted him to do it. If he's just working like with the youth team, he wouldn't care. Yeah. He wouldn't care. But if you're Montreal, you need to get paid. You cannot allow yourself to be walked over here. You need millions in compensation mm-hmm. for this. Millions. And you have to get another big name. That's tough. That's really tough. A name that's going to play in your marketplace. Drogba worked. He speaks French. Yeah. He was literally the perfect signing. Perfect I, I, signing. I can't imagine a better signing. You need someone like that. Yeah, yeah, you do. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to find someone like that. And he changed games. You're absolutely right. He changed games. I really don't want him to go. I don't either. It's going to be bad. Oh, you just cut that? That was good. Well, we can, we can talk about it. We'll talk about it later in the show. Gingers. Yeah. Alex just cut great material from today's I'm episode. I'm moving great material. I don't know. We're never going to get to that material. Don't you want to talk about the galaxy, bro? Look how slow you're typing. That's what's next on the thing now. There was... Your beloved LA Galaxy. 
we had to make some trades. You made some big trades. Huge. Big. In case you were under a rock, both Janino and Omar Gonzalez have been trading to Liga MX teams this offseason. And they brought in Mike McGee. There's been a lot of turnover for the uh, LA Galaxy this offseason. Here's the thing. LA... A lot of people were calling for LA to make to sort of take a younger stride, and they did get rid of some sort of some uh, some older folks. They got rid of Donovan Ricketts, which that is just itself, a piece yeah. of glass. <laughs> but they brought in Jeff Lorenowitz. They brought in Mike McGee, and Mike McGee's not an old man, but he's certainly not a young man in no, soccer he's terms. Not a young man, and he's been beat to hell. He's been beat all to hell. Um, what do you see? What are you? anxious for with the galaxy like what are you worried about and what are you optimistic about well i thought omar was gonna go anyway i think that was a good move i, I think you're My, selling high with omar gonzalez right now yeah yeah omar has a lot of value yeah if you're gonna sell me some now um i was surprised he went to mexico i thought yeah. there was gonna be like a german team or maybe like a championship team somebody like that mm-hmm. would pick it up um that was a little bit of a surprise to me but that didn't surprise me Juninho is getting up there age-wise. Yes. I think this was a classic of he deserves some, you know, amount of salary that, frankly, you can't justify paying him. Not with the salary cap rules as they exist, correct. And LA's salary situation is, as usual, a mess. Yeah. So you move that. I get it. I don't have a problem with those moves. They also seem to want to go. Like yeah. Both yeah, players yeah, yeah. seem to like want to move on. The question... I have, and all of you should have, is who's coming in? And one of those rumors is Ashley Cole. I, which I, I don't, don't like. understand that signing. I don't like that move at all. I don't either. By the time you listen to this, Gingers, it's probably going to become true. Like, I, there's that much smoke. I that just wonder if they could. Because here's the thing. Ashley Cole, formerly known for his lightning pace, st- I'm sure still a brisk gentleman. I'm sure he is, but Roma won't play him. No. No, he's not getting minutes at Roma. He uh. and he's also, I'll admit, he's also gone on the record referring to MLS as a retirement league. Yeah, he has, and he's and he said like, oh, I'm not ready to retire on the beach, and now he's playing for LA, which is on the beach. Yeah, so I, you know, I, unless you genuinely think that you're handing the reins, you're handing the keys of the Ferrari off to the Legets and to the, um. Which is a bright spot. Legette's a bright of spot. Of course he is. And so is Jossie Zardes. I mean, you have, you have a couple spots. of young studs there. But are you genuinely... Do you think that Gio Dos Santos and, and Steven Gerrard are going to save... Are, are going to provide enough athleticism to be able to, to play with a lot of teams in MLS? I'm not sure that they are. Dos Santos is going to play better. Yes. Steven Gerrard, I don't know. It's tough. It's going to be tough for him. But Dos Santos is going to have a better season. I just, I, I, I don't see, like, Ashley Cole being all that much of an improvement. No, I don't understand. Uh, it just feels like, it feels, it feels like a lot of money getting tied up in someone who, what, is going to play for two years? Yeah. If that, I don't know, I don't like it. I want to see some other signing. I don't have a problem with Mike McGee, by the way. No, me either. I mean, I don't have a problem with, I'm sure you're not paying a ton day, of money for yeah, you're Mike not McGee. Because he's been injured. You don't have to pay um, him a ton of money. And... Let's face it, what he was doing when he played for L.A. before was he was your postseason guy. He was your October, November, December guy. Yeah. 
And he was killer. Yeah. And I bet that's how he's going to be played again. Yeah. And you brought in uh, the, the younger uh, Emmanuel Boateng. Mm-hmm. Um, Unrelated to any of the other Boatangs, yeah. you know. It, I didn't realize it was that common of a name. Yeah, it's like Smith. Um, so, I mean, but, but genuinely, and Robbie Keane's not a young man. Robbie Keane, who plays fantastic for them, is 75. <laughs> is, that, is that accurate? Look it up. <laughs> 75 years old. The real point is, how many more seasons do you have out of Robbie King? Yeah. Before literally his knees explode. And the thing with Jossie Zardes is, yes, he clearly shows flashes of talent. But I don't think he's currently playing up to his physical attributes. I think I think his physique could make him a Drogba-level dominant player. Mm-hmm. He's not playing as such right now. He's not. Is he playing out of position, playing out wide so much? That's the real question. I just I I I don't know if this is if they're putting together an MLS Cup winning roster right Mm-mm. now. Mm-mm. What Bradford Jameson the fourth? Yeah, yeah. Your your BJ boy. Ford? Why are you not talking about your boy? Because he had like a bunch of concussions. Yeah, yeah. He's like Taylor Twelve in it right now. Like I don't know. Is he healthy? If know. he's healthy, there's future there. Yeah. You know, I I think if he. He needs to put on a little bit of weight as well. But yes, like, he does. He's a scrawny that's a, man. That's a great call out. He he's really does. He's a scrawny man. And he, I, I mean, he doesn't have to get like, he doesn't have to get huge, but he needs, <laughs> he needs to put some, he put some weight on. Yeah. He's too small. He to needs playing. to eat some meat pies with Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard's from Liverpool. He knows all about uh, meat pies. Robert Jameson IV has a, a bright future as long as he can stay healthy. It's just, I, I need I need to I need to see something. I need another. I don't see any signings right now that are exciting for life. Their names, you know, but they're not exciting. Nor do I think they fit particularly well. Not really. There's been a lot of hullabaloo, though. Hullabaloo. You like how I use hullabaloo? Here we go. You should use that in your next comedy show that you write. Hullabaloo. I will not. Around young master Jordan Morris. That's what you called him. Yeah, he's like a hobbit. I call him like Master Gamgee, Samwise, Samwise Gamgee. He's not a. He doesn't look like a hobbit. He has big ears. Jordan Morris is on <laughs> trial right now. Yeah, the Verde Bremen. Yeah, and they had a friendly. He had an assist. He did. So here's my question: Do you Verde try to stay Bremen. in Germany? Well, I think Klinsman wants him to stay in Germany. He's de- of course because Klinsman's German. He's declared that he's going pro. If you're wanting to get you, if you're wanting to get U.S. men's national team minutes with a coach with history coaching the German national team and coaching Bayern Munich, certainly you're favoring your odds if you go play in the Bundesliga. Um, that being said, do you think the MLS is a better fit for young Master Morris? I'm not calling him that. <laughs> play for Seattle. Why not? Why would you play not for play Seattle. for Seattle? They could use a forward. You'll Dempsey's get, not going to be there forever. You're going to get minutes right now. Yeah. You're get minutes right now. You're going to get 30 minutes and a game. And he's what? Like 21? Yeah, he's so young, yeah. You you put in like two or three seasons with Seattle. Leave then. Yeah. You're like 24. You know, I I have to go back and forth on this because I, I genuinely think that I would love to be able to keep a lot of this young talent here in MLS. If he were to play in Germany, if all were to go well... Could he develop more than he develops here? Yes. Yes, of course he could. Yes. If if he was getting real minutes on a Bundesliga team, absolutely. Of course he would, right? Absolutely. You get to play Bayern twice a year. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
The thing is, I don't think he's he would get first team minutes. Right, exactly. So if you think that in the next year or two you're going to start for Seattle Sounders, which this just in, you probably will. He'd probably start at the beginning of the season. He might. He might do it. So I... And I, I say you stay. I say that you stay in Seattle. I don't mean to be a doom and gloom person, but I don't believe Jurgen Klinsmann is staying beyond his contract that ends in 2018. No, me neither. So that's only two years. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to make a professional decision just to please Jurgen Klinsmann when he won't even be there in like 24 months, I don't know if that how wise that is. No. Whoever the new person is, they'll have some other standard. And suddenly you, you're looking around and you're not doing the correct thing. Yeah, all this time you've Get spent... Get your minutes. Yeah, exactly. Better yourself as a soccer player. Get your minutes. And you can leave later. We, we This comes up all the time. Yeah. So what if you leave you when you're 24? You're, you know what I mean? And if it fails, come back. Like it, it'll, And they'll still want you in they'll Seattle. They'll still want... I just don't understand. Yeah. Get the minutes you can get now. They're going to pay him something obscene. You know, that he really shouldn't be getting paid. But they'll pay him that. Play a couple years. Next to, like, good players. I know they're not world beaters, but they're good. Yeah. Then go to wherever. Go to Germany. Go to England. Go to Germany. I want more Americans to play in Germany, frankly. I do, too. I think I think the thing with the, the German game is that it forces players to be more technical than they would have to be in, especially in the lower levels of England, where there's a mm. lot of athleticism involved. It's more of an athletic league in England and more physical, kind of like MLS. I feel like coming from America, you already have a lot of that mentality where you can be overly physical. Mm-hmm. You can outwork the opponent. If you were to develop yourself in the te- in the technical side of your game a little bit more, you know, even playing in like a, a like Spain, I think would be tremendous for a lot of these talents. It would be. I I just I feel not really. That... They're all lazy. <laughs> oh, not Italians. Boy. Italian oh, soccer boy. players. No, no. Write him a letter. No, genders. no, 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 no. I'm not letter. saying Italians are lazy. I'm saying I've seen a Serie A match live. It it was it was not. Brisk <laughs> by the standards of were MLS. You watching Parma or something horrible. They were bad. You watched. <laughs> they were so bad. Teams. That might not be a good analogy. Maybe I'll let me go watch a Juve against yeah, Roma maybe, match, maybe and maybe I might change my tune. I don't like they the Serie but, but he's amazing. Anyway, he is amazing. He is amazing. Jordan should play for Seattle. Get your minutes. Leave later. Yeah. But in other U.S. men's national team news. Fan favorite, America's favorite. Best hair. Stuart Holden. Yeah. Just traipsing in. Sashaying in like nothing ever happened. To training camp. Alex, hot ham water kibbler. Yeah. Your thoughts. I think that Stuart Holden might go down, and I'm trying to I'm trying to hedge my bet here before I say this. Except for maybe Freddie Adu might go down as one of the biggest what-ifs in U.S. soccer history. He had enough talent, and he was portraying it for periods of his career in the Premier League, Mm -hmm. that if he had remained healthy, he could have developed into a Premier world-class player. But... The last five years for him have been a nightmare. Have been an absolute nightmare. And like the nicest guy. A nice guy. And someone on our Periscope feed just brought up something I was going to bring up. He's on the, He's at that Taylor Twelman level. 
the thing Where with Taylor have, Twelman, Taylor Twelman never had the pace to have competed really at the international we, level. The rate that he was scoring goals, oh, it was phenomenal. He would have beaten, yeah, the Landon Donovan record right now. Yeah, but but what I what I'm saying is, you could I could never have seen Taylor Twelman going and playing from a Premier League team and being wildly successful. Fair, fair. But Stuart Holden could have played for Spurs and been if he had gotten if he had gotten two more good seasons at Bolton, yeah. He would be playing for somebody. Bolton wouldn't be able to hold on to him. No, because he he'd would, be a hot commodity. He would be playing for somebody else. Uh, I, I will say what if. The reason why we're getting this pushback on the Freddie Adu is because Freddie is often considered a disappointment because of him. Yeah. Stuart Holden is a disappointment from circumstance. Yeah, exactly. St- but Freddie f- Adu did it to himself. Stuart Holden had bad luck. Really bad luck. He's 30. Stuart it's- Holden. <laughs> so realistically, if we're talking about men's national team minutes... Could he help us in? He's is what, what he, in the Copa America? Yeah, I don't. Uh, but who's who's coming out of the midfield to make way for Stuart? Well, Holden that, that's is the always question the problem. Like, who, who are you? Who yeah. are you going to sit? Right. I would love Stuart Holden to come back. Me Not too. just for the story. Like when he was on, he was great. Yeah, he, he had such vision. I, I he would play passes that there weren't a lot of. Maybe Landon Donovan or the other 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 person who played for the U.S. who had the vision to make that pass. But you know who I keep thinking of? Charlie Davies, mm-hmm. who also has to this day has flashes of brilliance. Yeah, but young Charlie Davies. Oh my God! Pre crash Charlie Davies was amazing. A freak of nature. And that's another on my list. Like, well, what if this one event didn't happen? Could you imagine having a team with those two players on it without any of the injuries? It would have been them. Like th- yeah. that's who would have that's, been on that team. Would they would have been, been playing right yeah. now. Yeah. It'd be them and Dempsey. Like that's what you'd have. Yeah. I want the Stuart Holden thing to be real, but I think it's more of a let's run around and let's see if he still has anything. Well, he's not playing. He's not going to be able to make the roster for the two friendlies that are happening in late January and early February, but. You hope that Jurgen sees enough that he'll invite him back at some future juncture. Speaking of old names, yeah, <laughs> your best friend, yeah, Brad Davis. How old is Brad Davis? Brad Davis, same age. He as your voted dad. for Harry Truman. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I made Jeff laugh. You got one. one joke. I got you. The rest of the season, zero. Yeah, it's gonna be downhill from here. Oh my goodness, Brad Davis, who's nine thousand years old. <laughs> But a staple for the Houston Dynamo. Yes, yes. They're willing to let him go. Well, it's amazing what a good, you know, cross from the wing can get you. But it can. It can. He has, he's really a one trick pony. That's what he does. But he does it. He does it really he does damn it well. Really well. So, does, what does this add tactically to sporting? Because here's the thing. Sporting, That's what I don't get. Why does, why does sporting KC want Brad Davis? Well, sporting. Sporting were guilty at times of trying to be overly technical last season. Okay. Um, meaning, you don't currently have a roster that can support sort of. Jeff, please stop playing with it. <laughs> I just want everyone to know. <laughs> Tell him. Oh my God, throw it. He's going to bark. Let's just wait. This is entertaining. For some of us. I'm having a blast. <laughs> I see that. Luca cannot find this, by the way. Anyway. It's on like a little tray. You you had a you had a midfield that that at times tried to to sort of in a very Jason Christ esque way 
out past the other team in the midfield, and that was their their lone way of winning. Plus the athleticism of Don of Dom Dwyer, and obviously it's it's something that you would want to do when you have Benny Failhaber as your number ten. That being said, what Brad Davis gives you is width, which you didn't have a ton of before in terms of true quality. Who who crosses better from the wing than Brad Davis? Well, nobody does, but Brad Davis belongs in a retirement home. The thing with Brad Davis is he can just live, he can literally just hang out in the attacking third on the wing, and they have the athleticism on that team to make up for it. He doesn't have to play defense. Well, that's true. For Sporting Kansas City. So if you think that you're going to get legitimate service in from the wings, why would you not bring him in? I'm sure it didn't cost a ton. No, he wouldn't have cost a ton. Uh, also from Missouri. Missouri? Brad Davis. Brad Davis from Missouri? All right, that has to stop. <laughs> That needs to end. We only have a couple of other quick points that we want to talk about uh, before we leave you gingers until next week. Uh, a few quick things. Uh, rumor has it Jason Christ is going to be president in Jurgen Klinsmann's January camp um, to sort of, Klinsmann said, to quote unquote, show him how we do things around here. Your thoughts, Jeff? Well, one, that's not a rumor. No, right. It's happening. It's that's confirmed. That's the thing that's happening. Yeah. Um, Jason Christ, as we talked about briefly earlier, Still getting paid by New York City FC. Mm-hmm. This could be both for him and for U.S. Soccer figure out, is there a future here with Jason Christ? Because I really don't think Jurgen Klinsmann is staying beyond 2018. I don't either. Even I if think he, was, he could even, stay as the technical director. Past I, I'm saying even if offered a contract, I don't think he's taking it. Yeah. I don't think he is. Um, so, like, maybe U.S. Soccer wants to know? Jason Christ needs to do something with his time. This could see it's like it's like a taste test for everybody. Yeah. But I don't believe he would become a permanent fixture of Klinsman's staff. Me neither. I, I don't I, buy it. I don't see He's that a head as a coach next logical. Yes. It's not it's not a good next logical career move for Jason Christ. But I hope it, it sort of um maybe gives them the idea of that yes, this can be a potential men's national team coach of the future, or maybe not. Yeah, you'll know one way or the other. Yeah. Show them how we News do out things. of Orlando. Orlando! One of our one fan bases. Yeah. Um, the new Orlando City Stadium will not open as planned. Sorry. This calendar year of 2016. Uh, the team has announced they will play all matches in 2016 in the Citrus Bowl to focus on improving and finalizing, testing, making sure everything's up to snuff with the new building before they move in, and focusing on a opening season 2017 release it's disappointing yes but i support the move if they get it right then 100 yeah. you support the move you could like, wait when, six months you don't want to rush these things right you don't want to have an opening day where things are not correct about your facility yeah you just don't and they know better than you or i know what the actual reality is of construction progress it's a bold thing to do and i don't want to underplay that i i think it's it's really difficult for a team to to say, you know what, we're going to rebut our promise that we made to our fans. It's tough. It's tough, especially these same fans that you've said, we're firing all these front office people. Yeah. We're yeah, doing all these things. Turnover there. And also the stadium's not going to be done. Like it's a, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow. It is. But I believe this is even true of the fans there. You want that stadium to be correct. You want that to be correct. Also, Citrus Bowl, not a bad setup. No. If it was grass, it would be an amazing oh, it'd be setup. it'd be perfect if it was grass. But, like, it was recently renovated. They can clearly fill the house. Mm-hmm. 
We were there. We were there. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. They're not in the same situation, sorry, Alex, as New York City FC is. Right. With Yankee Stadium, which is an unacceptable scenario. Yeah. It's not built for soccer. It just isn't. No. And, and you know, I've, I've, I've sort of um, poo-pooed all the talk around it being, you know, a narrow pitch and all that kind of stuff. You know, saying that, you know, West Ham plays on a pitch that's exactly the same size, all this kind of thing. And but that being said... narrower pitches in MLS. Yes. But, pointing out. but that being said, the sight lines there are not great. They're bad. It's 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 a massive building. And Huge. I think I think as good as the... And, and it does have a, a pretty good fan atmosphere, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a lot better if it was a little bit more close. If it was 20,000 seats, it'd be perfect. Yeah. Or if it was just twenty thousand seats in a smaller amount of space, or twenty seven thousand like they get most weeks, but up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter a, of the setup's wrong. There's too much physical space in that building. It's um, a it's a it's a baseball it's stadium. a baseball stadium, and you just can't get around. But that. building a soccer stadium in New York City is proven to be every bit as difficult as everyone pr- predicted it was going to be. Oh yeah. Um. So I'll have to see how that plays out. But in Orlando's case, hundred percent the right move. Yes. As frustrating as it is. For those of us who are casuals following it, and the real fans of the team, this is what you need to do. Yeah. You need to do it. It's disappointing. BMO Field, I'm in Toronto, phase two, putting the roof up. Yeah, baby. But they're going to be on a road game Boy, does that sound familiar. For like 15 weeks. It's something ridiculous. I hope they're ready. hope Toronto's ready. They keep doing this to themselves. This is two years now. Yeah. Well, of course, they went to the playoffs, so maybe it's fine. Yeah. How'd that go? They went. They'd never gone before. <laughs> That's a good point. It was it went poorly, but they, at least they went. It looks good, though. It does. The renovation of BMO Field looks good. You know what else good. looks good? That LAFC. So sharp. Oh, my God. So sharp. I sort of poo-pooed the whole LAFC name and all that kind of stuff. They got it's, that branding right. Bro, that branding is hot. They they did that right. Branding is hot. It looks very and good. When I say when I say hot, and when you say they did it right, what we mean is they're gonna sell hats and stuff to people who don't give a shit about soccer. Oh, they'll sell it on just what the logo looks like. Yeah, it's people awesome. are like I like the concept of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, I get this cool hat with a wing on it. It it looks so sharp that people just buy it to have it. Yeah, they won't even know that there's a team. Yeah, you can sell this overseas and people buy it. So they think it's a fashion label. Not implying that they should have been before. If you're the LA Galaxy front office, how concerned are you at this point? Publicly, not at all. Internally, I have concerns. Like, it would, like behind closed doors. Do you have branding concerns, or do you have <clears throat> like season ticket holder base concerns? I have. I don't have branding concerns. I know some people are calling for that, but I do not, because our brand is connected to winning. We've got titles. Subtle. <laughs> We've got titles. Our brand is connected to winning. That's what our brand That's is. That's what a we win. says. <laughs> but it's also the facts. Fair. Like your brand is victory. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're like the New England Patriots. You just win. Right. Like that's your I brand. Hate those guys. Anyway. Right. But that's their brand. But that's their they brand. They win all the time. And the LA Galaxy are very similar to the New that's England very, Patriots. That's a good analogy, right. actually. Yeah. It's like they win and everybody else hates them, but yeah. they win. And it, you can't yeah. fight that. Yeah. So your brand's winning. That's not the concern. The concern is, is an LAFC team that has sexy branding is almost certainly going to get big name signings. 
Oh, yes. They're going to sign somebody. You're like, oh, this person plays in MLS They're available for MLS? Yeah. It'll be some huge name. Yeah. And maybe a couple huge names. Yeah. Especially because at that point there might be four or five DPs. There probably will be. Yeah. Um, It'll be a couple big names. It'll it'll cost an incredible amount of money. And they're going to play closer to the downtown core of L.A. Yeah. Those are I have a lot of business concerns. Well, how does my season ticket base feel about this? Where are my fans from? I would know this if I worked in the front office. Who is going to flip on me? Much like has happened with the Red Bulls. Who's going to end up being a fan of this other team? Well, here's what I would say to that. I think the situation is different. And I, it, this is going to sound like a dig because I am wearing NYCFC jersey right now. You are. But... The Red Bulls' actual game attendance was not incredible to begin with. It wasn't, but it was worse when there was a new team. That's true. That's very true. LA Galaxy packs that house. They you do. Know, it, it's like at the 30th minute that it's packed, but like they, they well, pack the house. Well, it has an LA problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you think that they legitimately might have a hard time selling that building out with LAFC in town? I don't think it's going to be a real problem. I really don't. I hope you're right. I think LA is big enough. And the fact that the, one of the problems the Red Bulls had when New York City FC showed up, it's like, oh, New York City FC hasn't won anything. Red Bulls hadn't really either. Right. So it wasn't much to switch for a lot of people. Right. It's like, what history are you giving up? Uh, mediocrity. Yeah, mostly. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're better now. I will give the Red Bulls that. They've yeah. been better the past two seasons. But for the longest time, like, there's, there really yeah. is no history. So you weren't giving up all that much. If you're going to leave the Galaxy, it's, you have titles. You've won more than anybody else. And we see how well expansion teams do in this league oftentimes. And I wonder, L.A. as a sports town, how it will respond to what will almost inevitably be a tough first season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see. I don't know. I don't know. If the names are big enough, you could get them to show up just for the names. For a little bit. But people didn't start going to Clippers games right. until they started winning games. Right. You have to win. If there was a second baseball team in L.A., people would not care because they're not they, the Dodgers. Unless they won. Unless they won. You have to win. Yeah. Or the Rams are going back. Sorry, St. Louis. The Rams are going back. People will show up at the start. Absolutely they will. Yeah. But they're going to have to be winners. And if they're not going to win, people aren't going to drive out to any place. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it. LAFC, though, that's a hot brand. Yeah. Hot brand. I might, get, I might get a shirt. I don't know. It looks really oh, nice. No, stop. It you, looks really nice. You're a Galaxy fan. You can't buy an LAFC shirt. I can do whatever shirt. I want. You're a thought criminal. Ways that you can get in a touch with us, criminals. At what? Drain Red Pod on Twitter. That's the show. At Jeff is famous on Twitter. That's Jeff at Alex S. Kibble on Twitter. That's me. Straight Red at iCloud.com. Straight Red Podcast on Instagram. And Straight Red on Facebook. Jeff, it's now time once again the triumphant return of everyone's oh favorite part of the show, Quiet Time with Jeff. Jeff, what do you have for the lonely gingers out there this evening? You know, you say that as if, like, you didn't make this up. This is your segment. I'm proud of this <laughs> I want you to not bleep that. No, I'm going to. Sometimes, it's back. <laughs> I'm not going to do it every time, though. I'll forget. Sometimes, you have to move to Portland. Yeah. To get away from Alex. But on the plus side, 
you make a comedy show called Doing It Live, which you can watch online <laughs> at the Network. <laughs> five days a week, 6.30 p.m. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> watch the show so I can stay employed. You guys are going to track your metrics and get like three extra ones. Yeah! <laughs> Go for the soccer gingers. I'll take whatever eyeballs I can get. We wasted a lot of time. <laughs> that was a minute of my life that I'm never going to get back. You know, that's always true. That's how time works. Yeah. I thought you wrote comedy. <laughs> Why is this awkward silence happening? That's the comedy.